Welcome to Get Godly With It, a podcast that will guide you into taking both of your feet out of the world and bringing them into the Word to help you live out the freedom of a biblical lifestyle and walk out the calling God has over your life. This is your host, Kathy Fooley. Let's get rolling and get godly with it. Hey everybody, what's up and welcome back to Get Godly With It. Today is like such an exciting episode. It's a little bit of an episode that's a little bit like harder to film considering the fact that it's something that goes so against culture's norm. But I'm here for it. I'm not here to blend in with the world. I'm here to look like a fool to the world for Jesus. I was actually in my time with God today and I was just sitting there quietly and God reminded me of when David was dancing for him and I started to chuckle a little bit because I was like oh my gosh David probably looked like such a fool but God was just like you know it pleases me to look like a fool to the world for me and it was really powerful and I believe that um It just made me realize like who cares who cares what we do if it looks crazy to the world because in the end i am not here to please the world i am not here to be in a position of oh yeah let me like join in with the world and it might like ruin my chances of getting more rewards in heaven like no i am an overcomer i am saved and i am here to have such a big house in heaven and like the rewards go there. And so when I get to spend eternity with Jesus, I want it to be a glorious eternity because I chose to honor him and look like a fool for him here. So what an intro to this episode. But if you're new here, don't forget to subscribe and please leave a rating review on this episode. Um, The review and the rating are not on the episode, sorry, on this podcast, because honestly, guys, it's something so small, but it helps me get more exposure out there. Um, Also, if you guys want to follow my Instagram, it's at Get Godly With It Podcast. There's also at Kathy Dvuli on Instagram and then the YouTube channel, which also has the videos to these episodes, which is just Kathy Dvuli. Let me just take a sip of water real quick. And let's get right into this episode. So this is an episode that God had pressed on my heart earlier this week. And because of the topic, I was actually tempted in this area. It's not tempted in the sense of going all the way down into sex, but tempted in the sense of like reaching out to men and like texting for like attention and praise God, praise God. As soon as the temptation came up, I went right to my friend and said, I am tempted and I need prayer. So guys, community is key because she ended up praying for me. She gave me some verses and I was able to walk with those verses. But because of this episode, that's the area that I got tempted in. So what we're going to do today is I'm just going to explain God's heart over why we shouldn't have sex before marriage because I know that this is such a big topic and I'm not coming out of a heart of judgment. I'm coming out of a heart of understanding because I have been through this. I have a past of sexual sin. I have a past where I have had a lot of sexual sin and I have come to the conviction and the understanding of why I don't have sex before marriage and how broken it made me feel and the effect it made me have on my image and what it did to my body as well as um, 
now relationship with men. So I want to just put a disclaimer, like I'm also not here to tell you what you have to do. Like these episodes are something that you should take in and I hope you receive and be blessed by them, but take it to God after because I am not the person that can give you this conviction. I am not the person that can say don't have sex for this reason and then those be your reasons if they're not rooted in your heart so i ask you that after this episode if you feel any like one resistance to what i'm saying and two you're like oh yeah she's right i'm gonna take that in please go to god and be like can you give me an understanding over this and really change my heart to have a similar conviction or give me my own conviction and and go to god because i am not gonna change your heart i can maybe maybe god can say some things through me that will impact your heart to be changed but only god has the power to change your heart so as i was meditating and i was asking god what should i do with this episode like where should i go he reminded me of like a year and a half ago when i wanted to do this kind of an episode on on youtube and i wrote out this whole thing And I'm going to read what I wrote out because it's so precious. Um, But at that time, I didn't feel the authority over the topic like God has given me now. So I'm just going to go straight into reading 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 to 5. It says, God's will for you is God's will is for you to be holy. So stay away from all sexual sin. Then each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor and not in lustful passion like the pagans who do not know God and his ways. So there was two things. Staying away from sex before marriage results in controlling your body it results in living in holiness, it results in living in honor, and it results in not living in lustful passion. So that means that you're actually living in love because there's always a thing of like lust and love. So if you're not living in lustful passion, you're living in love. Um, Those are just a couple things. I'm going to read the really cute thing that I wrote that God um, brought me revelation about as I wrote this. But also, I want to say that like I'm not here to be religious about this. Um, like I said, it's a conviction. I had the conviction as soon as I was saved, I don't want to have sex before marriage anymore. To be honest, I started to feel this conviction even before I was saved. In my last relationship, I would um, feel just really dirty. You know, I don't know. It was so weird. Like I started to feel it and then I was saved and it made a lot more sense. Like God was just preparing me for what he was going to do in my life. But also I want to, what what did I want to say? It's in my mind. Um... It literally came into my mind again. I just can't remember what it was. Give me a second. I just need to think about what I wanted to say. Okay, I remember. So I also wanted to say that like sex is not a bad thing. I think that this is something that everybody that talks about this topic says that God created sex for pleasure. Like if it wasn't meant for pleasure, it wouldn't feel good, right? And so he did create it so that we can reproduce, so that we can enjoy this part of intimacy with our future spouse or current spouse, but he did it in a way that we would do it under his um, authority and under his will, because when it's outside of his will, we end up hurt and we end up unprotected. But he made it so beautiful in his own way. And so this is not to say that sex is bad, because I know and I've like, I haven't experienced this in the church, but I've read 
not read but like i've heard a lot of podcasts and youtube videos where they say oh my gosh like in every church they talk about how it's bad like they don't even talk about it but i'm not here to tell you that it's bad it's good it's designed by god it's meant for pleasure it's meant to conceive so it's a good thing under the um proper care and authority of christ so as that verse that i read this is what i wrote god wants us to live holy and honorable lives he loves us so much his will is for us to be holy he loves us so much that his will for us is to be holy which is why he tells us to stay away from sex before marriage to live out these lives of holiness and honor by controlling our bodies the pagans who don't know god or his way just think that this is a command from him don't have sex and that's it but his heart is so much kinder than that when we live a life of sexual sin we live in lustful passions and passions die out they are not forever but he wants to protect us from a lustful life because that is not true love he wants to protect us from living unholy and dishonorable lives by telling us how to do it and that's to have sex in the context of marriage god isn't the bad guy here or in this at all he knows how sex can ruin our perception of ourselves our image our value our worth and he wants us to control our bodies to live out the will he has for us and that is to be holy and that and it's not that god doesn't see you as holy when you are made holy and blameless to him upon salvation but how will having sex distort your view on his will for you let so i just want to like say that if you are saved and then you fall into the temptation of having sex like i'm not saying that you're unholy and living dishonorably because once you're saved god no longer sees you but he sees christ in you and so when he looks down at you after that sin he doesn't see kathy he's like my son christ lives in there and that's why he forgives us because jesus took that ultimate sacrifice for us but if you are living in that life like over and over and over and over and over again like you are not living in the will of god that is not the will that god has given us unless it's in the context of marriage of course but what he calls us to do is remain holy until married and so this is such a perfect like i love the way the holy spirit wrote that through me because it really says that he is so much kinder than us than just saying don't have sex like it is a love thing right and he says that passions and what he spoke to me is that passions die out right so i could be having sex with someone before marriage but then out of nowhere like i don't see them like that anymore so you break up and both of you guys end up hurt right and so he does that to protect ourselves and same thing like you end up breaking up with this person and you end up getting upset with god because you're like how could you let me get with this person and now we're over and now my heart's broken but it's like god has said in the first place don't do it until you're married and so it really can ruin like the view that you have of one yourself and two of god and again, I'm not saying this to judge you. I'm not saying this to be rude. I'm saying this with a heart of understanding because I have been there. I have gone through this. So trust me, I get it. I understand the thrill of it. I understand how fun it is to just like text someone and be like, can I come over? Like, honestly, I used to do that so much when I was in the world. Like I could literally just hop on my phone and say, hey, are you down? And like, if they were if they were down, they were down, you know? Like if not, there was the next person. And I know that sounds so awful, but that was my life before Christ. And so I have just three points um, on top of what I just said that I just wanna explain as to why we should wait and, and the conviction that God has given me as to why waiting is beautiful. 
So the first one is First Corinthians 6. Uh, so the first one is your body is not your own. So our bodies, they're not our bodies. They were created by God and they were created to glorify God. There's a verse that says, do in everything you do, do it for the glory of God. So if you are having sex out of marriage, is it glorifying God? Like that is the actual question. Is it glorifying God to have sex out of marriage when God is saying to have sex within the context of marriage? But your body is not your own. So 1 Corinthians 6, 19 says, Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. For God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. And it kind of like this. <laughs> this is so funny. The Bible is so funny because I see how it could just come off in the wrong way like your body is not yours i bought it like i i see how it could come off in the wrong way but it's beautiful like just read it over and over again until you receive revelation like if christ now lives in you if the gift that god had given you that cannot be given by the world is in you if someone died for you like shed blood for you and you said yes you are my savior um i want to give my all to you that is now not your body and that doesn't mean you can't like dress it, you can't do what you want with it. It just means honor it. Like you have the living God living inside you. Why would you want to taint it? Why would you want to to walk out this life in a way that he's not calling you to walk out? You know, I I, I have fallen since I've been saved. Um one time I kissed a guy and and that is not even a sin, you know, but it does say for us not to look at people with lust because that's already committing adultery in our hearts. But like I've kissed someone and guys, I don't say that to lead by that example. Like that, I don't know, your own conviction, right? For me, I don't want to kiss someone until I know that like we're getting married. But um, where was I going with that? Yeah, like even after that, I felt so just heavenly conviction because i was like this is not the guy that god has for me this is not the way that god intended it for be uh intended it to be and i believe the same over you i believe god has someone that is going to treat your body with care that is going to treat your body like the temple of the holy spirit and if we want someone to do that shouldn't we do that for ourselves shouldn't we honor god with our bodies with our minds with our hearts didn't he give his life for us and if he gave his life for us wouldn't he want us to love him with every inch of our being and that means with the body that he has given us and even when you get married your body is still not your own it says in first corinthians 7 4 to 5 the wife's body does not belong to her alone but also to her husband in the same way the husband's body does not belong to him alone but also to his wife do not deprive each other except by mutual consent for a time so that you may devote yourselves to prayer so it says that one your body is god's and then when you get married, your body is also your future person's. And I wanted to add in, do not deprive each other except by mutual ex ex except by mutual consent for a time so you can devote yourself to prayer. Because God says, do not stop giving each other this form of intimacy. He wants you guys to have this form of int intimacy, but in the context of his covenant. So your body is God's. And then when you get married, your body is not just yours. It's not just God's alone. It's your husband or your wife's if this is a man. But I highly doubt a man is listening to this podcast. So this is 
not just your body. It is God's body. It's a temple of the Holy Spirit. It's a temple of the living God. And it is also um, your husband's body when you get married. And it kind of just makes me think, do we want to just give our body to any random person? Like giving it to that person when it's meant to be God's and our future husband's. This is just something to, something to think about. So the second thing is sex before marriage, sex in general creates a soul tie. And you don't want to have a soul tie outside of the person that you are going to be spending the rest of your life with. I have a testimony, of, of course, with my past, with my sexual history. I um, had to like cut these soul ties but before I did I walked into my pastor's house one day and like I was bawling my eyes out because of something that had happened prior yada yada whatever anyways so my pastor said that he actually had a vision before the prayer night that there was someone in a jail cell and they it was all black and they were like huddling over like if you're watching on YouTube you can see the way I'm huddling over and they had chains everywhere and he said, once we started to pray, I realized that this person was you. And spiritually, what was being spoken to him were my soul ties. It was because I was trapped in a cell with these ties that I needed to break free from. I And so that night, they started to actually um, break soul ties from my life and um, specifically with certain people. So anyways, so it creates soul ties and it's so... I remember I told my friend one time, I was like, can you imagine this? Imagine if a guy you slept with and a guy you just kissed walked into a room. Where would your heart beat faster for? Where would you be like, oh my gosh, this person's here. This, I can't believe this person's here. Not for the one you kissed, but for the one you had sex with. Because you guys have now become one. As it said, oh, I actually haven't read the verse yet, but I will in a sec in a second it says like the two are united into one you become one when you have this sex it's an ultimate form of intimacy because it's supposed to bond you into one and i remember she even responded you know what you're right the person that i've slept with would probably have a deeper effect on my heart and it's because our body knows our body and spirits they know when there is someone in the room that like you've had that intimate intimate relationship with you know and so the verse that i have is first corinthians 6 16 and it says don't you realize that if a man joins himself to a prostitute he becomes one body with her for the scriptures say the two are united into one and what he means by prostitute what paul means by prostitute here is in the sense of having sex like a moment of transaction so kind of just having sex to have sex um because in this time in the church of corinthians they were already believing that sex is just sex and that they believed that they should just feed the desire whenever it came up as you can see that is something that we have in our society now let's just have sex let's just be okay with having canoodling with one another um and it's so common now for there to be multiple sex partners as well right and Praise God for his hand over our lives because that can really result in a lot of crazy things. It could result in like unwanted pregnancies. It could result in STIs, STDs. You never know, right? But here, 
Again, in this verse, it says they refer to a prostitute that when he has sleeps with her, they become one. And it goes to show you that when you have sexual intercourse with someone, you become one body with the person. So that means that your soul gets tied up with this person. And to break those is a lot. And, 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 and tell me this. Tell me this. Why is it easier to break up with someone that you just talk to than it is to break up with someone when, that you've slept with? Like a part of you leaves when you've slept with this person. It literally does. Like to break up with someone after, it feels like your heart has just like gotten ripped out of your chest and you can't do anything about it. It's like death. It is literally like I used to feel like I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't go forward because of what I had gone through. So yeah, when you get bonded to someone it's a soul tie and it needs to be broken and that is exactly why it's so hard to leave someone that you've had sex with there's so many stories and i can testify because i was involved in this kind of a relationship where things are so toxic and you leave each other but then what brings you back to the other person the sex and it just goes to show that you bond yourself to this person because of it and in the context of marriage this is beautiful this is so beautiful because a person can never leave i mean they can leave but like with god at the center who is going to leave let's be real here if you're prayerful your husband or your wife is prayerful like you will learn to love one another in the context and in the way that god wants you guys to love one another but it's beautiful being united as one in um a marriage is so beautiful like the fact that you get to share that one intimate moment with someone who you know is a life partner and is the only person that's gonna get to see you that way it is so beautiful and the third one is for my ladies um, who are single because I'm sure this is just an episode for those who are not in relationships or in a relationship and they're struggling to uh, stay pure. The third one is we are to do good and not harm for our spice, our spouses now and in the future. Proverbs 31, 11 to 12 says her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm all the days of her life. I need to like lean back here. My back is really hurting. This is like the worst position to film a podcast because, ugh, but it's okay. I'm just going to lean back. Can you guys still hear me? Yes, you guys can still hear me. Perfect. So this one's beautiful because as you guys know, I am single. I do not have a prospect in sight. But by God's grace, soon I will because he knows my desire to want to get married. But this is a verse that I have really been speaking over myself, that she brings him good, not harm all the days of her life, that my her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. Although I am not in a marriage now, although I am not in a relationship now, I want to respect my husband now because he is alive and I love him now. He is alive and I want to honor him now. He is alive and I want to be good to him now because if I start practicing this now and I start getting into the habit of doing these things now, how much easier will it be when I'm actively with him? This in itself needs to be a personal, personal conviction. Like, please read this over and over again and understand my heart and where I'm coming from. I know it probably sounds crazy, but like, if you are going around and just sleeping around with people now, it is just training you up to do the same thing when you're married. Or when you meet the person, you might just think that they are like 
just someone else you're going to sleep with. You might not have even the intention of marriage, right? And so this is a conviction I have that I, when I read this verse, I go, her husband can trust me. My husband can trust me now. I greatly enrich his life now. I bring him good now, not harm now, all the days of his life or my life. And so it's like, even before you get married, begin preparing to be married. And that means stay pure for that person because this might be too much for some people, but for me, it's a conviction that I have. And it's something that I have built up because I've been so broken um, by men in the past. It's something that I've had to do. Am I crying? Yes, because this is the reality of what having sex before marriage has done in my life and how now the extent I need to go to protect myself so now I will not drive a guy in my car one-on-one um this is a personal conviction maybe not everybody needs to do this but to protect my heart and to protect my husband I will not get in the car alone with the guy because I do not want my husband doing that either. You never know the conversations that can transpire when you're alone with the person. Maybe they might say one thing that'll print, oh my gosh, I really like this guy. In your heart with the person, you never know how deep you might get in these conversations. And yes, you might think I'm crazy, but like I said at the beginning, sometimes it's good to look like a fool for Jesus. I mean, all the time it's good to look like a fool for Jesus. But I remember even praying to God. I was like, God, I really hope that my future husband is not someone that asks only girls for rides or is not someone that comes into life group and just sits there with the girls, talking to the girls. Like That would make me insecure. I'm being real with you guys and vulnerable with you guys because it would make me insecure. It's an insecurity in my heart that God is healing and treating. Thank you, Jesus, because it's getting so much better. But... Um, it's the reality of the situation. It's what I need to do to protect myself. And I and this here's the thing. If I ask God, I pray that my husband wouldn't be someone that goes alone in the car with a girl. I'm going to do the same thing. And it is hard to set this boundary. It is hard to, to not give in to this. But it is worth it. Because I am not called to, to act a certain way before I get married. I am called to act holy and honorable and admirable and i am and honestly just like esther in the book of esther it says that they needed a queen to inspire and influence all the other women of the nation and so they called esther so we are called to inspire and influence other women oh my gosh i went on a tangent but proverbs 31 11 to 12 and that was a third point we are to do good we are to do good and not harm for our spouses now and in the future So we as Christians, we don't look in the now. We, it literally says to, I don't know where it is. I honestly think it's in Corinthians as well, or it might be, I don't know where it is. I have it on my phone, but my phone is being used right now. Maybe I can find it here if I find it. And it says that Paul said, I found it. I don't need, oh, it's Philippians 3. It says, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Guys, as Christians, we don't just live in the moment. We don't just look at, oh yeah, like he kind of wants to sleep with me now and like I'm kind of about it. 
So I'm going to do it because the repercussions and the consequences that you're going to deal with that are by your own decisions. The tempting comes from Satan, but you make the decision to step into that tempting or not. And I, I say this with love. I, I feel like I sound like I'm being really harsh, but it's because this topic is so near to my heart. But I say this with so much love because I have experienced the pain and the, the consequences of my actions from before I was saved. I was on my way home the other day and I was crying and I said, God, it's so hard to set these boundaries now because of what I did before. And it's a consequence of my own actions. So we don't look at the instant gratification of our flesh now. We look at two years from now. We look at tomorrow. Let's say you want to give in to sex and you go, you know what? I know that if I do this, I'll wake up tomorrow with a conviction and this grief from the Holy Spirit that I do not want. Or, okay, you're about to give in to sex. You know what? I want to honor my husband right now. And let's not even say that. I want to honor myself right now. And if I don't give in to this guy right now, how much more will I enjoy what God has for me and the gift God has for me? And so it's so precious, guys. Obeying this, not not even obeying this command, but just being overjoyed with the idea of waiting for the special someone that God has for you is insanely beautiful. And it is so adm- admir- ad- admirable, admirable, ad- you get it. And just think of your daughters. Do you want your daughters to be someone that just give in to, to someone that's offering that without a ring on their finger? Because they are worth so much more and you are worth so much more. It's something that I really had to learn because I always thought that like sex was the way to love, but it's not. Lust gives out. Love is real. Look at what Jesus did on that cross for us. So I'm going to leave it here because this is so fire, Um, but I'm going to pray us out and I pray that this truly does produce fruits and it really does bless you Um, because it was a blessing to film it. Amen. God, thank you so much for this episode. Thank you so much for the fruits that you're going to bear from this episode. Thank you for every word that you spoke, for the good judgment, for the discernment. I pray that the ears of that person that was listening are open, the eyes are open, the heart is open to receive. I pray that they leave this per- this episode a changed person and that they actively seek you in this conviction, God. And don't just rely on the words of man, but rely on the words of the living God. Lord, I pray that your hand would be over the person that was listening and you would help walk them in purity, walk them in sanctification, walk them in holiness, and walk them in living an honorable life. Jesus, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Get godly with it. Bye, guys.